Binge the full week of The Ray Taylor Show ad-free over at InspiredDisorder.com slash plus. This is The Ray Taylor Show. Enola Holmes 2, the sequel of the Millie Bobby Brown, Sherlock Holmes uh, adjacent film series, Netflix original movie series. Uh, The first film came out during the pandemic. Uh, starring Millie Bobby Brown, also starring Henry Cavill. Uh, I enjoyed the first first movie. I'm surprised that they made a second. I didn't really hear a whole lot of buzz around the first movie, uh, but I absolutely loved it. I enjoy the Sherlock Holmes types of mysteries, and uh, this was a fun new take where Enola Holmes is the younger sister of sherlock holmes and uh the mom played by helena bottom carter uh she has another brother as well who is not featured in this film as he was in the first film uh and in this one it is enola setting up her own detective agency uh where the first film was her trying to track down her mom who went missing Uh, And Sherlock Holmes was kind of doing his own investigation of the same thing, uh, kind of get got wrapped up into a bigger narrative of what's going on, what her mom was doing, where this one's a little different. Obviously, Sherlock Holmes, the famous brother of Enola Holmes, the one everybody knows about. Uh, and she, he's taking all of the press away from her. So she's having a rough time trying to get her detective business off the ground. Uh, but she gets uh, one client, and it is a missing girl, the quote-unquote sister of another girl. who they, they end, They're more like orphans that live together. You know, they're like friends, sisters, or whatever. Both work at the same factory. She also had a second job working at a theater. And she went missing. So this girl calls upon Enola to help find her sister, uh, which she was struggling, not only because she is basically living in the shadow of her more famous brother who does the exact same thing, but also her age, also her gender, all things contributing uh, to the fact people not really giving her a chance. Uh, But I love the first movie, like I said. Uh, Millie Bobby Brown, obviously from the Stranger Things TV series, Netflix original show. I would say this performance is far more entertaining from Millie Bobby Brown than her performance in Stranger Things. I had, in the most recent season of Stranger Things, I had a massive issue with her performance. Uh, And that character, Eleven, which is a weird character, but for whatever reason, she has never learned how to speak like a normal person. And it doesn't make any sense, and it's very annoying the way her character speaks. Uh, Other than that, I enjoy the show, but this is a much more fun performance from her. There is a lot of uh, breaking the fourth wall where she speaks to camera very uh ferris bueller's day off style uh does that constantly in the first movie does it a lot in this movie i don't know if it's as much but it definitely happens a lot i could do without as much of the fourth wall talking to camera type stuff i don't know exactly what that's called necessarily i think it has a different term but 
a little bit much, but definitely, you know, it adds to she's she's intelligent, she's funny, she's independent. Uh, raised by her mom throughout this movie, she's had she has flashbacks to lessons that her mom taught her. Uh, obviously, her mom uh, did a good job with Sherlock Holmes. Maybe not the brother. The brother from the first movie, very annoying guy, horrible kind of person. Not really in this movie. Um, but yeah, I had a lot of fun with this movie. It's another mystery. Uh, you know, it wraps up really well at the end. Right, The end of this movie has a satisfying wrap-up, makes everything make sense, makes it all interesting, makes it all worth it. But there is an aspect to this movie where they're trying, both Enola Holmes and Sherlock are, have these cues, they're, they're clues. They're working on different cases, or so they think. And, uh, I mean, they, they, they're different but related. They're connected in some way. But the idea that people would be using codes speaking in codes to the extent this movie assumes they are at first doesn't make any sense right specifically with the case Enola's working on trying to find this girl who went missing like she finds a love letter uh, and embedded in that love letter is code of an address there is she finds a sheet of music and within that sheet of music is another code and it doesn't really necessarily make any sense why there would be so much code writing but in the end it kind of justifies it right while watching it, i'm like this is like it's interesting it's interesting seeing her and also Sherlock both breaking codes. There was a lot of that in the first movie as well. But it just like, it like, why would so many people be like, why would you even think to look for a code in this situation? Doesn't really make any sense, but it all makes sense at the end, which I appreciated that. It also has the love story, which there was kind of shades of that in the first movie, the character from the first movie, uh, Tewksbury. The, the kid that Enola helps out when she's running away from and trying to find her mom in the first movie. Uh, he becomes a politician. It's a big aspect of the first movie. And he is back in this movie. He's doing a lot of good things as a politician, passing a lot of laws for people to help the people. And obviously their kind of love connection grows a bit in this. So I enjoy it's got a sweet little love story as well. Uh, so I enjoyed all that stuff, has fun action moments, you know, her trying to run away, you know, she knows jujitsu, she, I think, better fight scenes maybe in the first movie than in this one, but still some fun action moments in this in this movie. So, like, from top to bottom, I really enjoyed it. And it's just weird, because I don't hear people ever mentioning this movie, the series, it's fun. Considering that there was Sherlock Holmes movies with uh, Robert Downey Jr. that were a lot of fun, the Guy Ritchie, a lot more action, very interesting. This one taking a different like perspective on the Sherlock Holmes, where the main character of this is not Sherlock Holmes, it is a sister that he apparently had. This is based on a book series, which makes sense of how well things kind of come together at the end. I think they're able to translate whatever the whatever's in the book 
pretty well into this movie to where it 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 makes sense and it it comes together which i can imagine being difficult taking a story from a book and cutting it down to a movie script without losing too much uh so i enjoy it i enjoyed all of the aspects of this movie um I will spoil a few things just to talk about some of the the interesting aspects of this movie. I do love that her mom is like obsessed with explosives, which we not only saw in the first film, but it definitely becomes more of her like character in this movie. Even though Helena Bottom Carter isn't necessarily a big aspect of this movie, she does come in at a pivotal moment, and uh, it's clear that she like her thing is blowing things up. Uh, like that is her kind of specialty, um, so I appreciate that as well. It's I re- it's just a fun movie. It's a fun movie. Millie Bobby Brown's having a lot of fun doing this movie. It seems like the character is a lot of fun. The fact that Henry Cavill is playing Sherlock Holmes, I think, is amazing. It's also kind of mind blowing to consider the fact that Henry Cavill is the son of. Helena Bottom Carter in this reality like I mean age-wise Helena Bottom Carter is I think she's like in her 60s or something like she looks amazing for her age and Henry Cavill is somehow younger than me uh which I should not be as surprised when I find out that grown men that seem like they should be older than me are in fact younger than me uh he is younger than me by a few years uh but those two people it's kind of mind-blowing that uh in the reality of this movie that sherlock holmes played by henry cavill uh came from helena bottom carter and who knows what the the father in the situation looked like right he's not around i don't think we ever hear about what the father of these kids was like um but yeah i like the world building the characters even uh there's this character edith who teaches jujitsu, who taught uh, Millie Bobby Brown how to do jujitsu moves, which helped a lot. She's back in this movie. All the characters that they kind of set up from the first movie are back. A lot of them, not the not the annoying brother. I don't think he's anywhere around. Um, so I enjoyed all of that. The world building, everything, like the way it looks being back in like the 1800s. England looks cool kind of seeing Sherlock Holmes as a side character instead of the main character. Also seeing the dynamic between Enola and Sherlock as a brother and sister as they're both trying to do the same thing. They're both actually doing the same thing, but you know, there's so much of difficulty for Enola to do the same thing as her famous brother does right like chris rock famous stand-up comedian has brothers who do stand-up comedy and i can imagine it being very difficult being the lesser known brother trying to do the exact same thing as your famous brother who's like one of the greats in the art form right and i've some people love the brother more than chris rock and i could see that being a thing for Enola, she's scrappy, she's, you know, rebellious, uh, and it's clear that, like, 
has the same abilities as Sherlock Holmes, but is still kind of refining her abilities. Right? They kind of both see the same clues, but he's with his experience, he he's a little bit sharper with with things. But still brilliant in both cases. So like I said, there's going to be a few spoilers. Nothing much. I don't think I'll spoil the how it ends other than it 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 is a satisfying end when everything kind of comes together as most like detective movies do right that's what all of these types of movies whether it's a Sherlock Holmes movie an Ola Holmes movie whether it's like the Ryan Johnson uh Knives Out or the the current movie with uh with um the same detective I forget his name but a lot of those movies hinge on when the detectives put everything together. Or even the, the TV show, The After Party. Very similar type of an idea where it's, you know, where everything has to come together. If it doesn't come together in a satisfying way, then it can really fall apart. And there's definitely movies, mystery type detective movies, where it doesn't come together and it kind of falls when it tries to wrap up the story and it really it it's it's not satisfying because so much hinges like you can have an interesting movie but if at the moment you're trying to narratively tie all these mysteries together and expose the master plan of what's going on if that falls flat like everything else is kind of meaningless like there's so much weight put on how everything comes together and i think this movie does a great job doing it take a little break from the show to promote gift certificates if you want to purchase artwork for somebody you have an art lover in your life and you think they would like my art but you don't know what painting to get them i have over 2,000 original pieces of art for sale in my store along with shirts and prints and other things so i can understand that being a bit daunting if you're trying to buy something for somebody else give them the gift certificate and then they can go to my website inspiredisorder.com and they can buy whatever paintings they want they can buy whatever prints they want they can buy t-shirts they can buy hats they can buy all the different merch gift certificates which are available currently at inspiredisorder.com and now let's get back to the show also in this movie you're seeing nola not only on this this search for this girl who works at a match factory going into the max match factory kind of trying to get more information uh, you're also seeing her trying to fit into polite society, which is a similar hurdle that she had in the first movie, especially from her other brother who sent her to like prep school or whatever that that thing boarding school for her to quote unquote become part of civilized society, you know, wearing the costumes, wearing doing and saying the things that people do in quote unquote polite society that is. It's just so weird. I mean, it's on one hand, you know, it's just perform. It's all performative, right? The way the upper echelon, the polite society acts is, is like so performative and very bullshit, right? And you see that in this movie when she goes to a ball and there's a whole thing where it's like she's not allowed to, to talk to a guy without being supervised. There needs to be a chaperone for her to even talk to a person in private. It's not, 
it's not polite society. There's this whole flirting culture that happens with the fans, which is very much like peacocking, like what actual birds do in some ways. And it's just, it's like there's these, these quote-unquote rules that exist and like perform things need to be performed in certain ways at certain times for them to be quote unquote accepted it is just insanity it is insanity and it's like it's it's i don't know it's just i'm on the side of enola holmes where she's like she has to learn these things to pass but she sees how ridiculous she sees right through how ridiculous the whole charade is also in this movie uh dr watson who has not teamed up with uh sherlock in this kind of version of things uh is himesh patel who was in i believe he was in uh what was that show that miniseries um station 11 an amazing he's one of the main characters of station 11 i did not until seeing his picture right now in imdb i didn't read because he's got like you know weird facial hair he's got the top hat he's you know amazing i love that guy he's great in station 11 he's good in this movie not a big part but it's cool to see uh that that's the same guy from that show um so good uh grail this kind of uh cop police officer uh who walks with a cane played by david thulis who i think is he's great never no i don't think i've ever known his name but he's always great in things i've seen him in i, th- I want to say he was in the harry potter potter series like prisoner of azkaban i believe maybe in different ones uh but he's great as well really it's such a fun it's so weird that like i just don't hear anybody talk about this movie Obviously, it had to have done well on Netflix, the first one, for them to come out with a second one. So maybe it's just not in my circles of people that watch movies, have seen and talk about the first one. Maybe it is more for a younger audience, maybe. I don't know. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a lot of fun. Uh, So fitting into polite society, all that kind of stuff. Uh, Sherlock is working on like a money laundering case. And it's kind it's another aspect like how ridiculous it seems that people would be hiding coded messages in love letters or in songs. His when he finally figures out what the like the code is for what he's investigating is interesting, but it's like doesn't make any sense. Uh, but once you do find out it makes sense is because the person is like trying to show how much smarter they are than the Holmes family, right? Able to stay a step ahead while also giving them clues with the things that they do. And very interesting how it's done, despite how on the uh, initially it seemed ridiculous. Like, there's this money that's being laundered, and it's going to all of these different banks, Right, all tied together with uh, the first bank number, but no names. All just kind of it's it's very ambiguous to to Sherlock what's going on, why everything's happening, and then he figures out that the pattern of the movements of money on a map. Like he has a map, he's got the red string, he's got little post-it notes or you know little pieces of notes on there, 
and he realizes that the patterns that the money is moving in are dance steps. And then by researching what the dance steps are that they are referencing, he's able to put letters to those dance steps. And within those letters, he re-scrambles them to see that there's a message directly for him. Super interesting, right? I don't I don't I can't think of a time in movies where the types of dancing were in some way part of a code. Like the the types of codes that are in this movie despite on the face initially being in, like weird and like overkill doesn't make sense. When they do get broken by these intelligent people, the Holmeses, it, it's super interesting, super unique, like very different, very way different than the, the uh, Guy Ritchie and uh, Robert Downey Jr. Sherlock movies, which those are more like action movies. And he sees clues and things like that and is able to like, in his head know all of the moves he's going to do in order to achieve a thing like there's definitely a, a type of of intelligence that exists in those movies but not to the extent of like uncovering codes that i can think of it's been a while since i've watched and i enjoy those sherlock holmes movies but i don't think of those movies as like like these unique expressions of intelligence as much as fun, like, action-adventure movies. Which, you know, I enjoy that. That's kind of Guy Ritchie kind of doing a thing that he's good at doing. Uh, but I appreciate that this these movies really have that intelligent code-breaking. Like, the way the, the story is kind of uncovered is very, very interesting. Like, super, you know, it, it, it works well with this. I would say. Uh, but that was interesting. Finding out that the, the, they were dance moves. That was super interesting. Um, of course, they kind of find out that these cases are related. Uh, that the person laundering money is also connected to this match factory. Which I also love of this movie. That the plot is like connected to history it's like expressing this moment in history of this these match girls these girls who would be hired by this match factory to box up matches and what's happening in this movie is that there's this disease called typhus that's going around where like your jaw would get swollen up which is an actual disease i don't know if it was called typhus i forget what the term is a different term of uh, the article i read um, and in this movie, there's a strike because they find out that this chemical is poisonous to people. This new, this new process that they're using to make the matches. And they go on a strike. And apparently, that strike, the match girl strike, was a real strike that actually happened in the UK. Uh, and it's the first, like, first strike by women for women. Right? A very... The overall historical nature of this movie is to not only show this character Enola Holmes this young woman who is smart she's able to fight she's very independent she's not 
needing her brother's assistance. Like in many, many instances, she is coming to the same conclusions her brother is and is very intent on getting herself known in the detective world on her own without her brother's help. So the overall, like, characters of this movie, the story of this movie is very empowering to women. But also the extra added historical tie-in of this match strike and just how, not only how powerful women can be, but also how powerful unions can be. How powerful uh, going on strike can be as a voice for workers to have some say and make some change in their life. Uh, when businesses are taking advantage of them, which is kind of sadly in the year 2022 is something that workers are still having to struggle to do to form unions and have a voice when it is when the money and corporations are raking in gigantic record breaking profits and people are being treated like shit at work. And a lot of the media is treating employees like it's their fault, right? They're blaming the victim, this whole quiet quitting thing of how just calling people lazy. When in fact, it's like, we see how much money these corporations, how record-breaking profits these corporations are raking in, taking advantage of inflation in order to price gouge people and then not compensating the people who actually do the work in these corporations whether it's what we're seeing with twitter now that elon musk has taken over or starbucks literally closing stores literally firing people who are trying to unionize you see the same thing with with bezos trying to keep his employees from unionizing like there is a massive struggle in the year 2022 for workers to get some kind of leverage and some kind of power to sit at the table and dictate how they can be treated better. It's insane. It is insane that, that, that like we've gone we, like 200 years since this movie takes place and we're still struggling in a lot of ways with the exact same things. It's ridiculous. Let's take a little break from the show to promote the many faces. That's right, I am also an artist. I do ink paintings on paper of abstract faces. A new face, a new painting gets released every single day over at InspiredDisorder.com. So head on over to my website to purchase original artwork directly from the artist. Also, there are prints available for select images. Head on over to InspiredDisorder.com, buy original art, Buy prints if that's your jam, if you want 8x10 prints on high-quality paper. Also, if you're looking to wear some art, there are shirts available with original artwork by myself. Select faces from the many faces are also available in t-shirt form. You go to InspiredDisorder.com, you buy original artwork, you buy prints, you buy shirts, you're supporting an artist directly and if you're the type of person that likes to invest in nfts there are also nfts available for select faces go to inspiredisorder.com now and now let's get back to the show 
you know, one of the moments where the mom comes back into the movie, into this movie, shows up in this movie, is Enola getting put in jail, which is similar to the first movie when she gets caught and she's put in this, like, preparatory school, right? She's going to be taught how to act like a lady. Um, and in this movie, she's being blamed for a murder. She gets put in jail. And there's kind of this... It's kind of interesting how she gets broken out because you would think the level of intelligence of this movie and especially the the Holmes family in general, how brilliant they are. There's constant flashback, flashbacks of Enola uh, learning things from her mom who clearly she knows a lot as well. But instead of using some like master plan in order to get Enola out of prison, it's more brute force. It's more of the mom's character and her love of explosives getting her out. So kind of fun, like in a situation where you would think there would be more of a Rube Goldberg-esque type of a way they break her out. It is literally just blowing a hole in the wall. But I love that she gets out, and then there's a great fight scene with, with Enola and Edith and her mom, uh, Edoria. Edoria? Eudoria? Eudoria? Uh, where they're fighting cops, right? They, f they f get their wagon, gets busted, and they end, end up having to fight. Which is like, it's shot in a way where, you know, it's not really showing you the fight necessarily right we're not seeing that these actresses all went through massive fight training along with these cops these actors that play the cops right but it's shot and edited in a way where it, it it's at least satisfying enough to like and believable enough that like these women are kicking ass right which of course in a different movie by a different director these women would have been put like if this was a uh uh uh, John Wick movie they would have been well trained and it would have been that fight scene would have been shot in a way to like showcase all that these actors have learned to do their own stunts and to do their own fight scenes um, but I still appreciated this even though it was like like if you know what you're looking for if you've seen enough action movies with fights in it you, you can kind of tell like if they've trained or doing their own stunts but this one is just shot in in a way that makes it, it it still makes it look badass and still I still enjoy it. Uh, and it's you know one of those scenes where you finally get to see her mom show back up, which is great because she's kind of in hiding after the first movie still. And you get the nice the sweet little romance between Enola and uh, Tewksbury. Right, getting to he teaches her how to dance in a, a, this gigantic restroom, right? This restroom that's larger in, than most apartments I've lived in, right? Teaching her how to dance at this ball, uh, like really quick. And then there's a similar scene in some ways where they're in a carriage and she's trying to teach him how to fight, which, let's be honest, uh. Learning how to fight, uh, way more difficult than learning how to follow somebody else's lead while dancing, right? You're not even leading in the dance. You just have to follow along. Way easier than learning how to fight. So, and let's just say, when it comes time for him to fight, maybe not the best at fighting. But there is a kind of a great, where everything kind of gets tied together, there is a great clashing of the good guys and the bad guys in this in this movie that i really did enjoy 
Um, so the romance is sweet. Comes together really great. Uh, at the very end, you see the brother and sister Holmes, Enola and Sherlock, bonding. He invites her to join him to be his partner. And she doesn't want to. She, she knows that if she does that, she'll just always be in his shadow. Which is something that she's definitely dealing with in this movie already. Just trying to get out from under his shadow just by having his name. But, you know, even when given the chance, and it was like the whole time, like, why don't they work together? It would be great if they work together. But it makes sense that she doesn't want to, and she wants to do her own thing. And, uh, you know, they at least become allies. They're like, okay, well, let's at least be friends, come over, hang out regularly. Because he was, like, stuck in his case trying to figure out what this laundered money got into drinking kind of spiraling out of control so in an effort to keep him from you know spiraling out of control again uh which i thought was sweet i enjoy that i enjoy that like henry cavill's like this side character but playing this like historic well-known detective you know but yeah and i enjoyed the historical tie-in that's a lot of fun too and uh, it ends with a great quote, which I appreciate, which is something that I think is very important, especially in today where it's insane the precipice at which we stand in this country with midterms coming up, with knowing where one of the political parties, the direction they want to take, how they want to completely gut every social service that does just the smallest a bit of help for the people like they want to eliminate the government from helping people in every way and only help major corporations and billionaires and uh whether it's companies fighting against unions whether it's uh politicians putting targets on their opponents backs encouraging violence literally encouraging death against their opponents and then celebrating when their base like attempts to follow their orders attempting to overthrow the government attempting to eliminate voting rights attempting to eliminate civil rights human rights women's rights and this movie showing the power of not only women but of people coming together and the power of how an idea can spark a flame. And it only takes one flame to start a fire. And I think that is the, the major message of this movie. And just a major idea that I think we all should understand and realize. That it, every major movement starts with a single step. So we all need to start taking steps in the direction we want this country to go. And definitely, when you're taking a break from changing our reality and improving the world we live in, and you're sitting down, recovering, recuperating from your day of changing the world, flick on Netflix and watch yourself some Enola Holmes. Because uh, not only did I like the first movie, but the second movie's great, and I hope this becomes a franchise of films that just keeps going. Because I, I, I'm a huge fan I love it. I love the characters. I love the world building. It's so much fun. So check it out. Enola Holmes 2.
New episodes of The Ray Taylor Show come out every single day. Subscribe on YouTube and everywhere our podcasts are found. Binge the full week over at InspiredDisorder.com slash plus. Buy Ray Taylor Show merch over at InspiredDisorder.com. And follow the show on Instagram at Ray Taylor Show. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Peace. Ouch! Today is the day where you wake up and you realize that everything that you've been dreaming about, everything that you've been wanting, every goal and wish and hope that you've ever had can become real. Dreams can come true. What you manifest in your mind, you can bring to reality.